Welcome to the Hoops College Coaches Podcast. I am Aaron Paranak. This week, we are talking about leading your team. Our last episode talked about making sure your team knows what's important to you. It's never easy to always be on the same page with your team. It can be especially challenging when you start coaching a team that may not know what success looks like. Coach Brenda Mock-Kirkpatrick joins us today to talk about changing a team's identity. She's been the head coach at UNC Asheville for the last five seasons and has led the program to two NCAA tournament appearances in the last three seasons. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate that. It's always good to catch up with you and also spend some time with a former co-worker. Um, so I appreciate you having me on the podcast. What was your team's identity when you got to UNC Asheville? I really think it was one of lack of direction, almost like a, a headless horse, one without really knowledge of what it takes to be successful at the Division One level. Um, so I don't know that I can say there was a specific identity except lack thereof. Obviously, you want to have an identity to be successful. And so what did you want your team and your program's identity to be? Well, one of the first things that we started saying in the program, as you're familiar with from being a part of it, was for each other. And uh, I wanted our players to try to move towards playing for a greater purpose, you know, and, and really knowing their why. And I know that that seems a little bit cliche, but really it's just simple. You know, is it possible for the why to be just doing what's right? It's simple. I really think it's very simple. We complicate things way too much in coaching with culture. Um, it's really the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have done to you. That is the greater purpose. I think that is the greater calling for how we live in, in no matter what arena we are in. I think that's our greatest commandment. And so it's just moving towards that because it's the right thing to do. It's not always the comfortable thing to do, but it's the right thing to do. So we just kept really preaching for each other, trying to demonstrate that as best we could in our actions. Um, but really that FEO, that for each other motto is something that really we've been carrying in this program for the past six years. Talk about a couple of strategies that you use, very specific things that you did that mm -hmm. helped you get to where you are now, whether you're there yet or not, you're, you changed, you changed the identity and culture of the program since you've been there. And so what, what have you kind of done to, to get there? Mm -hmm. Sure. Well, I would say the first thing is something that, you know, nothing's going to work unless you do. I always say that. I tell myself that every morning. <laughs> Nothing is going to work unless you do. We tell the kids that hard work. But the other things outside of that, I would say you've got to have a consistent presence. I really think it's so important for coaches, what, no matter what level you're coaching at, to be consistent. So be consistently there for the kids. Be consistent in your methodology for coaching. They need to know what they, to expect when they walk in through their, your office door, when they walk in through the gym doors. They need to know who you are going to be, and they need to be able to trust that. And in order to have that, I really do think you have to leave frustration at the door. That is incredibly difficult. <laughs> because as coaches, yeah. you and I both know we're going to be how many how many situations are going to be frustrating, whether it's in it's in managing the kids uh, off the court or on the court or they're not necessarily meeting our expectations. And of course, as um, head coaches at, at at the collegiate level, you're also trying to manage the expectations of the community and your administration. So there's plenty of opportunities to be frustrated. But I think it's all the, the lens you look through. They need to see, the kids need to see that you are calm and steady. 
passion is okay. I think emotion and wavering emotions uh, are something that you really need to leave at the door. Um, the other thing I would say is authenticity. Um, they need to know the real you. Your players, if you want to get them to own this culture and, and move towards, for us, for each other, they need to know the real me. They need to see me vulnerable. They need to see me admit when I'm wrong, but they also need to see me confident. You know, I mean, so I think you can do both. I don't think you're, none of us have it all figured out. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to skin a cat and, um, they need to know that you're going to work hard and that you're going to be real. Uh, but not that you're perfect or trying to be, or trying to cover your mistakes all the time. Uh, in fact, I think that gives them more confidence in coaches when they see that they can connect with that vulnerability piece. Um, and the last thing is humor, <laughs> you know, from working with me, uh, even in tough situations, you got to laugh and you've got to laugh a lot. You really do. Uh, they've got to see that piece. They've got to feel the freedom in that space to have a good time. Uh, it's a lot of hard work, but if there's not an element of fun to it, um, I, I really think we're missing the boat on the greater purpose of it. So they got to see a lot of laughter and humor in the program. How long did it take until you felt, you know, we're not that we're not that we're a finished product, but we're we're where I hope we would be? Well, the easy answer to that for our program would be, I would say, year four, really. Um, you know, we had uh, three losing seasons when I took over here at UNC Asheville. I don't mind saying it because I think it's great uh, <laughs> to show how, how much progress we made, but we were two and 28. Uh, I was two and 28 my first year as a head coach. We were 11 and 20. And I think the hardest thing was then that third year being nine and 22, because that's when I really felt like we should, we should have arrived in year three. And I projected that way too much on the kids. And I think that that, that impacted and you were here. Um, so you mm -hmm. saw some of those pains in that year and we were, I learned a tremendous amount. Really, we did about how to coach these kids, how to motivate them, what to emphasize. And that next year, when we really focused on the process and the day to day, we had the biggest turnaround in division one, uh, women's basketball. Uh, we were 26 and seven. We won the first ever regular season championship at UNC Asheville. And then obviously we cut down nets and, and went to the NCAA tournament. So I really felt like that's when I saw the fruit. Uh, by no means have we arrived, uh, but I really did see the fruit of the labor, uh, you know, in the, in the foundation building we did in the first three years in year four. Yes, for sure. Well, since you haven't arrived, uh, what's next? Or what's right? What's the next? What's the next level for for each other at UNC? Yeah, no, that's that's such a great question. You know what's cool is that um, I don't know if a team ever arrives. Uh, there's so many moving parts around a program, right? Um, yep. You know, this is not a pro team, and not that that's a good analogy either, because they're trading guys and getting new guys all the time. But that is a situation where you could keep a consistent team for for longer than you can at the collegiate level. But uh, new people are coming in every year. And, and then, of course, every year, you know, every four years, people are leaving. And um, I tell you what, for a team with an established identity, losing seniors can be crushing. Does that make sense? You know, when yep. you're first mm -hmm. building a program, sometimes graduating seniors uh, can be beneficial to the program, right? Because they mm -hmm. maybe didn't get an opportunity to experience the culture. Uh, maybe they didn't own it or buy in. Um, but when you lose a bunch of seniors that have bought in 
have won championships and you're bringing in some newbies, man, you better hope that core is stable. And so it's a challenge every year. Um, so I, I think, you know, you really have to have good senior leadership, people who are imparting those culture values, the for each other and how we get there and how we do things. They've got to be doing that so well during their senior years into the underclassmen. So that cycle keeps going. Uh, and if you have like next year, we have six seniors. Uh, so we're going to take a huge hit. So this year is going to be really important that those six seniors are really, really teaching the nine youngsters how we do things. And then, but the other thing I will say is the new personalities arriving into the program. I mean, there's always, you know, there, there's always um, the, the opportunity for them to contribute. They're going to bring different, you know, put a different spin on it. I don't want little robots. You know, (laughs) I don't want uh, little robots. I I love the fact that we have new people coming in and out of the program. It keeps me on my toes and my Mm -hmm. passion is people. It really is. I love basketball, but you were around me enough for that year to know that I really love people. That's Mm -hmm. the calling for me is, is building culture and finding ways to motivate and help people really reach their goals and dreams and develop them while they're here. So I love that challenge. I just don't know if a team ever arrives. Each coach team program can have their own identity, whatever they want, but it's the consistency and purpose that's going to help you uh, get to where you're going. No, I I totally agree. You know, one thing I was thinking too, um, you know, I hear so many things. If you look on Twitter, um, you know, CEOs drive the, drive their cultures, head coaches drive the culture. I was kind of reflecting on that when I was looking at your questions. And And I do think that's true. But I think it's critical that your players just aren't buying in. I, I feel like for they need to be owners. They need to feel like they're key stakeholders as quickly as possible in the program. So if if I think I've made a mistake, sometimes I think I'm too involved. And that may, may seem counterintuitive. Um, but I really think that players need to buy in in order for a program to sustain success through coaching changes. When I got here, the program had 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 27 seasons of Division One basketball, only five winning seasons. And so that was another battle. Yeah, there, there's no history. There's no right. tradition. And we're building that. But I mean, my plans are to stay. You know, I really do think I, whatever the Lord wills, I will do. I will be I will retire here or maybe not. Um, but my dream and vision for UNC Asheville women's basketball is that it's it's we're always contending. I know we're not always going to win the championship. That's too hard. It's really hard. Uh, mm-hmm. But I want I want to position this program uh, so that no matter if I'm here or if somebody else comes in, that it is still moving forward and we are still contending for Big South championships. And, you know, I think that's a greater vision. And you can do that if you really can turn over the reins to the players and make it a player driven program. I know that's really hard to do, and I, that might be pie in the sky, but I do think that sometimes head coaches and CEOs, we, we, we are responsible for driving the culture, but we can take on too much responsibility instead of delegating that out and making people really feel ownership, like, hey, I'm a key stakeholder in this. Um, and maybe we can talk later about how to do that, but uh, that's something <laughs> well, I, I did want to make a point on. No, yeah, well, if, if you're really for each other, then you're for the players and the players are for you. And so, like you said, making sure that not only do they buy in, but they they are an active part of the process is important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, but thank you very much for your time. 
we hope you can come share some more of your uh, experiences and, and knowledge in the future. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. And I look forward to hearing more of your podcasts.